0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy podcast. And we're your hosts, David and Kyle how's it going today? It's good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm just forging through Game of Thrones at a blistering speed. So that's how my weekend's been going.
1: Yeah, last time I checked, you were in, like, what, season three? So are are you past the wedding?
0: Yes, I'm season five, episode three. now.
1: Oh. oh, you just shot through my favorite season. Okay. What did you think of season four? I mean, I know you've seen the show before, but, like...
0: I always remembered it being my favorite, and and now it is easy so good it's almost my entire top 10 is is season four episodes so
1: i love it i love it
0: but uh before we get any further we're going to introduce our guest first timer here uh kelly how's it going
2: hey guys it's going super here um stoked to be on an episode finally
0: (laughs) yes this is gonna be a good one uh what have you been watching lately
2: uh, you know, I've been kind of boring and doing some rewatching, but uh I've been doing some Archer and Bob's burgers always and some Brooklyn Nine Nine.
1: Ooh, that's a good like laugh combo. Just all three of those together is that's a good time.
2: <laughs> it's a nice solid comfort watch.
1: Yeah. Comfort oh. is But
0: uh Kyle, wanna tell the people at home what we're doing for today?
1: Of course. So we are um, celebrating when this is released, it will be released on Loki Day. We're celebrating the release of Loki on Disney Plus. Um, so we're talking about time travel. We're going to be drafting our favorite uh, time travel movies. Um, we're keeping it pretty open ended because I know some time travel movies like no one's actually traveling, but there's still like time involved. So I think if we can make an argument for it, we can we can draft it. Um and to decide the order, we get four movies each. And to decide the order, uh, we have a list game. What's our list game this week, Damon?
0: We're going to be doing movies with time in the title. So as long as time is there, it counts. So let's let's see how we can uh, how long we can go. Kelly, you can start, and Kyle, and then I'll go third.
2: All right, let's do it. So, uh, an itch in time.
0: Mm-hmm. Good one. Um, time cop. In time.
2: Uh, Cinderella 3. A twist in time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Out of nowhere. Um, About time. A wrinkle in time.
2: First time felon.
0: Hmm. Uh, Fast times at Ridgemontheim. Land before time. <laughs> oh that was mine.
2: Uh the land that time forgot.
3: Uh time crimes.
0: That's good. Um once upon a time in Hollywood. Good one. That
2: was going to be mine too. Uh <laughs> Let's go zombie time.
3: Nice. Um damn I mean, you already said end time right
0: yes shit 5 4 3 No, mm. oh, that's two. it oh uh, <laughs> all right um hot tub time machine oh, of course Ooh. uh
2: spy kids all the time in the world
0: <laughs> like the fifth <laughs> one or something the <laughs> hot tub time machine 2 <laughs> uh
2: Nighttime in Nevada.
0: All right. Um, once upon a time in the West. Nice.
2: Once upon a time in America.
0: Once? <laughs> no. <laughs> just <laughs> once.
3: <laughs> uh, let... Dang. Um... Five. Three.
0: No Time to Die.
3: Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, right. Let's go
3: with... Swing Time. It's Ginger Otters and Fred Astaire. Oh, that's right. Land Before
0: Time for... The Great Valley Adventure.
1: <laughs> Just go down the list. All 34 of them.
0: I think that's the name of that one.
2: <laughs> I'm going to trust you on that. I can only watch the first one and then I cry.
0: Um, you didn't even get to Spike yet. <laughs> I mean, not Spike, but Chompers.
2: Oh, it's been so long. I can't watch those movies. They make me sob. Um, let's do... The Girl Who Leapt Through
3: Time. Hmm. I don't know if I'm going to get another one here. Um, This has been a lot of movies. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've got nothing. Yeah.
1: Wow. Kelly was throwing some out there that I've never even heard of. Like, that's that's impressive.
0: Because I did my homework. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Kelly, what's going to be the order for the draft?
2: Okay. Oh, I get to pick our order, too? Yes. Mm Um, let's do Me, Kyle, you. Because that's how I see you guys on the screen. (laughs) Uh, right. right. So, I just go with my first one? Yeah. This is one of my favorites. Love the book. Love the movie. They didn't ruin it too badly. Uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children.
1: Interesting. Okay.
2: Well, the whole thing is about time loops and there's a big chunk of time travel there at the end and uh no it's just it's such a good book or the whole book series is fantastic but the movie they uh they didn't ruin it which was nice uh it was another good tim burton movie and we've you know got some cool actors in there samuel L. jackson's the bad guy and judy dench makes an appearance love it Have you guys seen that one
1: I haven't. I mean, I've known about it for a long time. I had no clue it had anything to do with uh, with time travel, though.
2: Oh, yeah. So, Miss Peregrine, it's the whole thing about peculiar children. So, they're all born with different abilities. And they don't go into why, which is nice. It's just they are. <laughs> um, and so, Miss Peregrine is an Imbrine, so she can turn into a bird and control time. I don't know why a bird. Um, but all the right. Imbrines are in charge of taking care of the children. And so they have all of these different I guess they're orphanages for all the peculiar children. And in order to protect them, they create a time loop. And so they relive the same day over and over. So these ones are in on an island in Wales in 1943. And it's wow. just, it's, yeah. It's really fantastic. The main character, his whole thing, uh, is with his grandpa, uh, who spoiler, gets murdered at the very beginning. And he has to go and find the island and talk to the bird to miss peregrine and figure out what happened and from then on it's just this really fun story about his interactions with the kids uh the other peculiar children and how they can use their time travel to go back and fix things and fight the bad guys
0: that sounds pretty fun um i i got to watch the very beginning of this movie and didn't i finish it because i was watching it with my nieces (laughs) and so that that was just a a very hard experience to watch a movie this was like two or three years ago so they were even younger than they were now um but i remember the vibe of it it was very tim burton-esque um (laughs) but it seemed really fun like i really liked the kind of almost junior X-Men kind of vibe in a way, but with a little bit more of a gothic turn. Um, But unfortunately I didn't get to see anything else. So I had no idea about the time loop business. So so they stay in time because it's harder to trap the, uh, find them. Is that why?
2: Yeah. So yeah, they stay in this time loop because there's the villains of this movie are always out to kind of kill all the peculiar children. They're these other, the bad peculiars. Um, and so they have to protect them in these time loops, and they're very well hidden. So that is that is the whole point of it. But yeah, you should definitely watch the rest of it if you can. It's it's so fun. I, I turned it on the other day, and it was it was such a blast watching it. They're all so fantastic. Allison Janney's in it. Chris O'Dowd plays the kid's dad.
1: Wow. Yeah, so I can never pronounce his first name right, but Ender's Game is uh, the main character, right? The guy from, from Ender's Game?
2: Oh, I haven't seen Under's game. It's oh. uh awesome Butterfield.
1: Yeah, him. Yeah, um, oh, that's awesome. Great. I love him. I so I yeah wow. I had no. I saw this in uh, trailers and I was like, one Tim Burton. I'm super burnt out on him. And I was just like, ah, I just looks like kind of a generic kids movie. That's on me because now it sounds incredible. Like. It, Anyone, we should, they should know at home, too, while we're doing this draft, like, anything involving time, I don't care how bad the movie is, I'll watch it, because, like, time travel's fucking cool, but, yeah, that's, they should have, like, included that in the trailers or something, because I feel like it was not marketed that way at all.
2: Um, no, it totally wasn't, and I think it's on, it's either on Netflix or Hulu.
3: Okay. Um,
2: but, no, definitely watch it. It's so good. The whole book series is amazing, too. I was just, you know, it came out, and I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and I think I went and saw it probably the first week it was released. And I never do that for movies. And I was sitting there, hoping, was like, please don't ruin my book. Please don't ruin my book. They changed a couple of things, but it totally worked. And I'm not mad.
1: Do they have plans for like the whole series or?
2: I don't know. This one came out in 2016 and I haven't heard anything else. I hope they do because God, that'd be so fun. But if they don't, I mean, they ended it on, they ended it well, so they can continue it, but they also don't have to. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, no, it's it's definitely not just a generic kids movie. It's so rad. Um, time travel and yeah, Damon, you you got it on the uh, nailed it on the head there with the junior X Men vibe. They totally do. There's like a little girl who can. What is it they say? She has the strength of ten men. So she's like this <laughs> eight year old girl carrying a giant forty pound carrot and um, <laughs> the invisible boy and Hugh who has bees living inside of him. it's it's so fun yeah but it's yeah no it's definitely got that very kind of like gothic but sort of fairy floaty tim burtony vibe
0: okay okay i I really do have to finish that one i don't know about that being first overall but i I think it's a pretty good pick especially considering the way it's used uh vitally in the movie
2: no that's just my first
1: (laughs) um okay so before we started recording, I was telling Dave and there's like two that I know we have both talked about. I don't know which one I want more though. Um, okay. I'm going to go with one just because of the, the new Orleans bias. Uh, so there was a movie in 2006 called deja vu, um, stars Denzel Washington, Val Kilmer, uh, Jim Caviezel, like really great cast. Um, it was directed by Tony Scott who maybe this is like my hot take of the pod. I think between him and Ridley Scott, he's the better director. Um, Really, Scott has Alien, obviously, so he's a legend. But like Tony Scott is just more consistently good, um, and I think this movie is super underrated. I never hear anyone talk about this movie, and I love the way they use like the mechanics of time travel in this movie. So it's not, it's not a time travel movie until like the latter half. But basically, what happens is there is a Um, a huge explosion at the beginning of the movie, and they're trying to figure out who caused this explosion. And so, to do this, this ATF agent, Denzel Washington, is brought into this like super, you know, secret, clandestine agency that uses this like machine to look back three days prior. Um, And they can, the further they look back, they can only look back like three days, like prior to whatever time it is now. So they they're on the timetable t- of like basically scoping out this ferry and figuring out who was there, who planted the bomb and all of that. And they start looking into a murder that happens um, right around the same time as the explosion. Cause it was connected. And so they have this machine that they're trying to like look into the past with. And Denzel Washington starts like getting this connection to the victim who was killed. It's really interesting. I love the way they I don't know that they ask a lot of really interesting questions about like whether we should be looking into the past like that, you know, obviously all time travel movies deal with like the, the moral side of it. Um, and then I would say it probably has arguably the best car chase I've ever seen in a movie because he is, uh, if you lived in new Orleans, there is a bridge that goes to downtown new Orleans called called the Crescent city connection. And he's driving down it. Trying to chase a car that was there three days ago. So he's using this thing to like watch the car from three days ago, but fighting traffic in present day. And like, try it's, I'm explaining it terribly, but if you watch it in the movie, it is fucking insane. And it's also very on brand for New Orleans traffic, the way that he's driving. <laughs> um, it's great. I love it. I just think this movie is super underrated. Obviously, I'm biased because of NOLA, but like, also it's cool because this, they were planning to shoot this. Um, and then Kat- Katrina hit and so they were about to be like we're gonna go film it somewhere else and a lot of NOLA like bleeds into the movie like a lot of its culture bleeds in it's a very New Orleans kind of movie and so I'm really glad they they went back and sh- so they, they were one of the first movies to shoot in New Orleans after Katrina it was about three months after wow. um, so they had like some disaster relief people like play extras in the movie and you know play parts in the Explosion scene and all of that, so it's really cool. A lot of no- Nola is like infused into the movie, but it's just it's a it's a fun ride. It's really cool. I've never seen like a car chase like that in my life, and I think it's just like super super fun.
0: Uh,
1: Kelly, have you seen it uh, before?
2: No, uh, I I want to say I've kind of vaguely heard of it, but no, I haven't seen it. It sounds awesome.
0: It's great. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. That's probably why it wasn't going to be as high on my list, personally, just because it's been a minute. So I can't vividly describe it like before. But man, you bringing up that car chase scene is so fun. It's so clever, the way you use using that time travel kind of device. It's probably one of the more practical like uses of time travel in a movie. You like, I right. could actually see this thing probably before any of the other time travel that we're going to discuss. Mm-hmm. Like This could be a technology that could maybe actually happen in some form you know um and of course denzel this is probably about as close as he gets to a sci-fi movie pretty much um and he i just love his vibe in the movie he he does denzel things it works and i love the nola vibe
1: i really need to watch it again
0: is it streaming anywhere kyle
1: um i don't have hbo max anymore but i think it's on there last time i checked it might be on there or netflix one of those two Okay. Um, but it's great yeah jim caviezel is like the terrorist who blows the ferry up and he is unhinged like he is, oh there's a scene where they're interrogating he just lets loose. like it's oh, it's so good it's great everyone is just on their a-game in this movie
0: <laughs> is this your favorite denzel movie
1: Ooh, that's tough um yeah thad i hope you're listening we love denzel on this podcast um he's great so it's either this or i have a soft spot for remember the titans it's probably yeah one of those two. Kelly, what's yours?
2: Oh, uh, I don't <laughs> know. You have to count me out of on that one.
0: <laughs>
2: I like him. I just can't think of any particular movie.
0: All right. Mine would probably definitely be Remember the Titans. I, I love that movie. All right. All right. So that leads to my first pick. Um, I'm going to go with pretty much one of my favorite movies as a kid. One of my favorite movies as an adult. it It's not necessarily like the ultimate time travel, but I, the movie, just the idea of it being so centered around this time travel aspect of having to stop this happening so the future will never happen. Uh, they'll never have a chance of winning. I'm <laughs> talking about Terminator Judgment Day. Mm. Uh, I, I really love the first one. I do. Just watched it recently for the uh, 80s movie draft pod. Uh, we didn't actually even get drafted, though, did it? It did not,
1: which is really <laughs> sad.
0: <laughs> it is a really good movie, and Kyle thinks it's better than the first one. I mean, Absolutely. than the second one. But I really like the second one. I think the action is just a little bit more high octane. Uh, the effects still hold up really, really well. The T-1000, in my eyes, is just one of the coolest, most badass villains ever like when you saw him just be able to like transform like that use his hand as a blade he was so fast and like, i love the behind the scenes uh and throw that he was that fast that was him running yeah he trained for months and he was just be able to do that um he, he was super great and then arnold as the kind of bad guy from the first turn into the almost the anti-hero protecting the sun and everything I don't know. I just really love that chemistry between him and uh, John. So um, I, I love this movie. Uh, we'll probably talk about it a lot more in the coming months or so. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, do you like this movie?
2: You don't hate me. I haven't seen any of the Terminator movies. It's totally on my classics list, and I haven't gotten around to it. That, that's I want to do it so badly
1: i'll say what i say to literally everyone i think i just said this to anna the other day watch <laughs> the first two and then disregard everything else i i don't think every, any any of the other sequels are worth it but yeah uh this is a great pick i had both of the you know terminator and terminator 2 on my board initially um but if we're talking about time travel i feel like that's such a i never even think about these movies as time travel movies honestly just because it's like such a small detail but if we're just talking about good movies then yeah this is this is a fantastic pick just because it's yeah i do like the first one more but this movie is more of an action movie and it's probably one of the best action movies of all time like that uh you were talking about how well it holds up like that um the chase like in the beginning of the movie is fantastic when they get on the road on the highway is so good um and then I agree about Arnold. He's he's amazing. Like, I, I think people forget that he can actually do comedy sometimes. Like, when John is trying to teach him how to act normal and smile, and he, like, tries to fake the smile and stuff, it's it's so good. Like, Arnie is pretty funny when he wants to be. But, um, yeah, I, I I came to these movies really late in life, but I definitely think that at least the first two, like, they hold up really well. So this is a great pick. Yes.
0: Like I said, there's there's movies that are – really centered around time travel and how it works, Well, this movie uses it as, as a plot device and the rest of it's just straight on action, mission, you know, trying to get away from the bad guy. Um, but my second pick will be definitely the former. It's going to be completely to the uh, time travel. And it's a movie that I believe Kyle drafted recently. I'm going with Back to the Future. Yep. Um... <laughs> I didn't get to get it myself, so I have to get it this time. I really thought you were going to go with that for your first pick. So, um, I talked about it a little bit before. It's just the whole idea of, you know, whatever they're doing is directly affecting the future in using the, the camera picture, like that little Polaroid as like proof of it actually happening in real time. is so clever. It's so fun. Um, you know, and you just see kind of all the little things that are happening differently and in realizing, you know, what can it change? What will it change? Um, and then, of course, it's just as a movie. I love Doc. Um, I love the parents. Crispin Glover is the right amount of creepy and awkward. It's, <laughs> he, he does that so well. He really, really does. Um, and Michael J. Fox is just really like this is, I think, where he just shines in this movie. He yep. plays it so well. So.
2: Uh, are you mad? Love this movie. I I grew up watching this. My uh, my older brothers are are about ten and thirteen years older than me, so I watched pretty much nothing but eighties movies and Disney growing up. Mm. And yeah, I watched this probably once every couple of years as a kid, and it's so good and it's so funny. And like you said, Doc is just one of the best characters. Such a yeah. hoot and. It's it's so well-written, and it's just fun. The whole movie is so fun to watch the whole way through.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the weird time terrorists, it's just...
1: <laughs> yeah. People always yeah. forget about the
0: Libyans. <laughs> yeah, The weirdest part of the movie, I think, that just doesn't
1: hold up. So like, out of place. place. But so out of place. place.
2: And they never follow up on it, either. They never say why. There's like, the Libyans are after me. And we just think, <laughs> like, fine.
1: Oh, the Libyans. Uh, Kyle? are Yeah. You yeah. I'm not. I'm not too mad. Like I know it's probably gonna win you the board. Like you're gonna win because, <laughs> because of Back to the Future. But I. This is the same as Terminator. Like obviously this one has more to do with with time travel. But the, like the stuff that I enjoy in this is him being like a fish out of water in the 50s and like all of that stuff. Now obviously that's still linked to time travel, but. I guess I I was taking a more like practical approach. I have this one and the second one like way further down on my board, but yeah, I mean it's it's an absolute classic. I just talked about it on the '80s pod. It's it's one of the most rewatchable movies out there. Like it's still as funny as the first time you know I've seen it. Um, Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I I just rewatched the the second one the other day, and even that holds up well as a time travel movie because like them going to like the future and then going to what the alternate eighties with biff trump uh and then going like back to the 50s (laughs) again and him like almost running into himself all of that is just like classic stuff so it's yeah i agree that it's like it just knows what it wants to be and it like never veers from that because it's just such a fun movie i just yeah this is is perfect
0: the soundtrack is is great is you know really good Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Uh,
0: those are my first two picks so kyle what you got for yours Oh, let's jump to a quick
1: break before we go to my next pick.
0: Hey, y'all, and we're back. And we were just talking about my last pick, Back to Future, and I believe that leads us to Kyle's next pick.
1: All right. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with one. I just rewatched this movie last night, and honestly, like, forgot how much I I love it. Um, I'm gonna go. With, this is a more recent one. It came out in 2015. Uh, I'm going to go with predestination. Um, so, Damon, I know you you've seen this, right? Yes, I also watched. I watched it yesterday. Yeah, Kelly, have you seen this?
2: No, I don't think I've heard of it. Okay, so <laughs>
3: I'll do my
1: like. I'll do my best to explain it, but not explain it at all because it's such yeah. a weird movie. Um, so, Ethan Hawke is like a temporal, like time agent who is sent to basically like on his last mission before he retires to catch this like terrorist called the fizzle bomber who's going to like different points in time and and committing these these crimes. Um, so that's like the basic plot. I really am not gonna say anything else because the rest of it is just like you have to be lasered in to understand what's going on. There's another character in it who he meets and just shit hits the fan. Uh, it really takes you off guard. The first time I watched this movie, I'll admit, I was very turned off by it because this is another thing where it was marketed as a much more like fast paced, um, like action packed kind of movie. And the whole opening, I'd say 30, 45 minutes, is all exposition. Like it's all learning about this other character's backstory. But once it settles into that and you kind of get into like the mood of that, it's really, really good. And then once the time shit ha- happens, it just like, it's wild. Um, this is one that as soon as you start looking at it like logically, absolutely falls apart but i think that's kind of the point like you're not supposed to really like question it it's more like the philosophy of of time travel and and paradoxes and and stuff like that so when you watch it like that it's a really fun watch um ethan hawk is fantastic in this movie uh what's the actress's name carrie coon who plays the other character is also really good this is the first thing i saw her in and then suddenly she was in everything um yeah, it's great. It's it's shot really well. Uh, like there are the scenes um, that are in like the future of him like preparing to go back are shot really crisp and clean, and like all, all the cin- cinematography is like super uh, bright for like the future. And it's just it's just got this really cool aesthetic throughout throughout the whole movie. And it's a pretty quick watch too. It's, I think it's like an hour thirty, um, but it is just uh, man. The the guys who made this based it off of a short story called. I think it's called like All You Zombies or something like that. Um, And that is like seven pages long. So to draw out this whole script from that was it was just really impressive. And it's yeah, watching it last night reminded me that it is such a such an entertaining movie.
2: That's fun. I love the idea of time criminals.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, this one is is I still am just like this movie is you don't realize what's happening and then you watch it again and you're like, okay. You definitely see it happening, but until you know what's happening, you have no idea how far it goes, and that's all I can really say because I don't. You can't talk about this movie without ruining this movie because it's it's everything that happens is important to the plot, um, and I I love movies like that where every little bit could be, you know, is going to lead to something else. So Kelly definitely should watch it. I think it's on. uh, I watched it on Tubi. Tubi. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I watched on.
2: Okay, I gotta set that up. Yeah, no, being friends with you guys is uh, really making my movie list super long.
0: <laughs> oh, I was just adding Mission to accomplished. my... accomplished. <laughs> it's like, okay, I have to have movies from Austin that I have to watch, and Kyle's list is just ever-growing. So I have to make... <laughs> uh, Before I forget, so... <laughs> All right. no, I'll definitely have to watch it. Yes, that's Kyle's second pick. Uh, Kelly, what's gonna be yours?
2: All right. So this is another one of my favorites and yeah, I don't think I I could pass this one up. It's it's another 80s movie and I think my mom quotes this one probably once a week. Um Time Bandits.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
2: Yeah. So it's I totally forgot that it's the Monty Python cast. It's a Terry Gilliam movie and it's Michael Palin and John Cleese, Sean Connery. Um forgot about him he plays agamemnon and shelly duvall and it's just it's so funny and it's so weird very monty python vibes but um you know they that kid and the six dwarves appear in his bedroom and they have a map of all these holes in time they work for the creator (laughs) um and their job was to you know go and patch all these holes in time because i guess the idea is that the world was created in seven days, which meant there were some shortcuts, and that's why they have to go and fix stuff all the time. And it's so fun, and they go through time, and they're hop- like they're hopping around, kind of similar, you know, idea of time criminals, like they're going and stealing stuff, and they go and meet up with Robin Hood, and then there's this crazy sea giant, and it's just it's so fun and off the wall and very weird, um, but it's really fun. And in the end, you know, when they're fighting evil. And I was actually I was trying to find some YouTube clips um talking about this and I ended up going into some weird um theistic video spiral of someone talking about the ideas of good and evil and evil <laughs> in the world. It's just it's wild. Um but no at the very end. Have you guys have seen it?
1: I have. No. Oh no. And I love Monty Python too. So uh, I'm so sad. Oh,
2: <laughs> it's so good. Well there's a scene at the end with a chunk of evil in this toaster oven and the kid's telling his mom don't touch it because evil will kill you and he just goes mother don't touch it it's evil (laughs) and i don't know what it is about that but it's been this ongoing thing with my parents and i since i was a kid just don't touch it it's evil and they're all british and it's weird and it's just it's another one of those (laughs) just has kind of this strange abrupt ending and it leaves you feeling like what did i just watch i know i'm happy
1: So basically yeah. Monty Python.
2: <laughs> basically Monty Python, yeah. With Monty Python, but a little bit more, a little more fantasy.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, like the filming is like kind of like that 80s cartoony realistic filming. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's great. I'm so surprised you guys haven't seen it. Um, definitely put it on your list. It's, yeah. it's weird, and I think it only exists on HBO and YouTube.
0: Gotcha. Yep. I have HBO, thankfully. I will try to watch that. It's one that just kind of slipped through the cracks, and I always forgot that it was by pretty much the Monty Python crew, and that makes me want to watch it a lot more. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I forget that it was the Monty Python crew too. I always associated it with something else, but and it was weird. I think I probably watched it for the first time when I was, I don't know, like six years old, and I remember it freaking me out a little bit. But
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, that's awesome.
1: Fun. That's, that's a- the right crew to make a movie like that, though, because I feel like it wouldn't get bogged down and like. The details too much. They're just like making fun of everything, which is
2: Yeah, no, like John Cleese's uh, Robin Hood, and I figure they're doing they're like passing out money to the poor. And someone's like, "No, you got to give them money, and then you have to smack them on the head." It's like, is that really <laughs> necessary? And he goes, yes. And you okay, and just like throws the money, bonks them on the head. It's no explanation, no nothing. It's yeah, those guys are just that's what they do.
0: It's true. Oh, all right then. All um, right. Third bit. What
2: you got for? Third pick. So it's a little tough and it's kind of a gimme but I have to. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: it's. I always forget that there's a time travel aspect to it with the time turner um, and it's cool. I mean I feel like they, they cover the issues with time travel pretty well in this one. Don't talk to yourself. It can drive you crazy. Um, you know and then when they see themselves in the past they you know Rightfully so, but they freak out um, and hide. I just love the idea, too, of a 13-year-old girl using time travel to do more
1: schoolwork. Yeah, like, what? (laughs) The
0: most (laughs) thing ever, right there.
2: Right? To be fair, though, like, as someone who, like, a muggle-born, you go into this, and you're like, wait, why can't I take all of these classes? And then they give you an option to learn more magic. Be like, yeah, sign me the fuck up, man. That's true. I don't need sleep.
1: That, oh, yeah, I feel like no one talks about that like she would be not just because she's Hermione and like loves work but like she would be the one to want to soak it all in because she's muggle born so it's not like just regular work early school work for her you know
2: exactly that yeah that was one thing I always I never quite understood reading the books as a kid they were so um, they were so against doing their homework like
1: <laughs>
3: your
2: homework is so cool
1: the only one but, I would be against would be like history of magic because I feel like that would be really boring Oh, my God.
2: I would read that book every day. (laughs) I'm a huge nerd, though, and I have three pages of notes for this podcast.
0: (laughs) You know, I, I think this was probably one of my favorite books of the Harry Potter series because it's just so written, written so well with the whole, the whole idea of Harry. Thinking his dad's actually going to rescue him. Like yeah, it's gonna be his dad. No, but maybe maybe it's like I love, I love and that's just how it always was. You were always destined to go back in time, and whatever you did, always happened. That is one of my favorite types of time travel, I will say, and they pull it off really, really well. Kyle, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I. I'm glad this was picked because we, as much as we talk about Harry Potter, we don't really talk about the movies a whole lot. Um, And this is one of the better movies, I think. This is probably in my top three, I think. Um, And yeah, like the movie is already great. And then it gets to this point. Same with the book. Like the book's already really good. And then it gets to the point where they use the time turner and it like just elevates it. Like it gets so much more intense. I think the point where they go back to the end of the book is like when I was the first time I read the book, I probably like stayed up way too late just reading that section because it's just you can't put it down after that um but yeah it is it's so so interesting i i agree i think they handle like the rules of it really well they don't they don't get too bogged down in the details but they're okay about like sticking to the logic of it um i love that hermione's reaction to seeing her past self is like is that really what my hair looks like from the back like that's such a (laughs) it's so funny it always makes me laugh um but I love it. It's it's super, super rewatchable too. like every time they get to that point, I'm like, all right, this is like just a no skip part. Um, and I agree. The part where Harry like realizes that it's him, you know, casting the Pat- Patronus, it, that's like cinematic perfection. I, I, I know it's in the book first, but just that moment when he realizes it's him. Something about that just gives me chills, like every time. He's like, "I was the person all along. I can do this. It wasn't my dad." Like, I just, I love that. Something about that is just fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great, great pick.
2: No, agreed. And the filming is so beautiful, and it, the movie always gives me chills, like especially when Lupin turns into the werewolf, and they have mm. that, that kind of creepy music building up as the moon's uncovered. It yeah. always gets me every single time, but. Uh, no, I think that's one of my more well-worn copies of Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just so good. It's always good.
1: Yeah, the last Harry Potter movie, scored by John Williams too. Like he, the rest, I think I forgot who did the rest, but he did the first three, and his music in this movie is so good. I agree about the when he turns into a werewolf. I'm thinking of like when the Dementor first shows up on the train, which is filmed oh, yeah. so well, and then the music in that is just ah, it's so good, so good. The bottom- it's it's, you know done really
0: well too yes i
1: love that sequence yeah
2: that was so fun i wish they dragged it out a little bit more but i know it was cut short in the book too
1: right yeah all right
0: all right so that's your pick uh kyle what you got for us
1: okay let's see All right. Uh, Deja Vu and Predestination are great movies, but they get a little heavy. So I'm going to go with one that's a little lighter. I have three movies that have to do with like time loops that I think are all really great movies. Maybe this is just recent recency bias, but I think this is definitely the best one. I'm going to go with Palm Springs. Um, Yeah, I knew Damon would want this one. (laughs) Sorry, Damon uh yeah i love this movie and now i'm excited because we also haven't had a chance to talk about this movie yet on the pod and it's so good it's such a good movie um so basically you both have seen it right no oh no okay forget all other recommendations this has to be the one (laughs) it's on hulu it's on hulu it's so good um so basically
2: all over the internet everyone's talking about palm springs i've seen you talk about it a whole bunch and it sounds so fun
1: it's it's Groundhog Day, but with Andy Sandberg. Like, it's, it's, it's fantastic. He, oh,
2: what?
1: Yeah, he, so basically Andy Sandberg goes to a wedding. Uh, sorry, he's already there. Uh, the other character, the actress, her name escapes me, but she plays the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Um, she shows up to this wedding as a bridesmaid and basically begins experiencing the same day over and over again, like the wedding day. Uh, and then she meets Andy Sandberg and he's also experiencing it, but no one else is. So she has to basically figure out what's going on. And he is like, he's been living it for like so long now that he doesn't care anymore. He just kind of chills, but she's trying to get out of it. So it's basically Groundhog Day just with the two of them. Um, and it is so good. It's so funny. Obviously the two of them, it's going to be hilarious. They have like really right. great chemistry, but it gets like really deep too, like unexpectedly really deep. Um, yeah. And the the music is great. JK Simmons is in it and he's just, i don't want to say anything about who he plays because uh, it's so good he's fantastic um it is i mean obviously a movie like this would be rewatchable because of the time loop but it really like more than groundhog day more than i don't know if either of you're going to pick the other one i was thinking of so i'm not going to mention it but more than those other time time loop movies it's just so entertaining and it doesn't take itself like too seriously um and, like, it's probably... I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I know you both do as well, so this might be sacrilegious. But it's probably my favorite thing Andy Samberg has ever done. It's just... He is so good. I don't know if he wrote it. I can't remember. But he's so good into this movie. He yeah, he, he I don't think he did. But his, like, his sense of humor is totally all there in the script. Like, it's definitely up his alley. And it's just... Uh, it's fantastic.
2: Okay. Well, I just created a list and put it at the top while you were talking. Because... <laughs> I love everything Andy Samberg. So that sounds uh, sounds like so much fun. No, I like his humor. And if it's if he wrote it or if, I mean, honestly, anything with him in it, it's probably going to be super fun. And I like the premise, especially with two people stuck mm. in the same day. That's yeah. really fun. Right.
0: Yes. I, I like the two people where one has been there for a while and they've already gone through the, like the experimental phase of like, oh, figuring it out and then seeing how far you can push it. And then just getting bored with it, and then you have someone brand new to the game. That that kind of level of the different dynamics really changes the the movie up as far as what you get in other ones. And the chemistry between Andy and Kristen is—it's so one of my favorite in a movie in a long time. It, it works so well. I, I love every scene they're in together. It's—I mean—it's pretty much a time loop rom com, yeah, essentially. Yeah, basically. So it's, it was my favorite movie of 2020, like, hands down. So I highly recommend that. Okay,
2: well, that's high, pretty high praise coming from
0: both of you guys. So <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that tonight. Uh, All right, Damon,
1: what you got for us?
0: Well, dang it, that was going to be one of my next picks. <laughs> so uh, at least we got to talk about it. So I'm going to go with one that's definitely a lot more serious. This one is a 2014. And it's all about Tom Cruise dying over and over and over again. I'm talking about Edge of Tomorrow. Um, It's a movie that I think really should have made a lot more money, but the name was just kind of boring. It sounds like a James Bond title. You know, they were almost going to call it Live Die Repeat, which I think would have
3: you know pulled some more people.
1: I think we lost... But eventually, Damon. Tom Cruise... Oh. There we go. You're back. You got me. All right. Back from the time loop. <laughs>
0: um, but Tom Cruise is this media relations uh, major, and uh, he doesn't want to go to the front lines of this war between these aliens uh, who they're about to try to defeat. And uh, he gets pretty much demoted to being a private, and so he's, like, literally on the front lines, and he's in the battle, and they all pretty much start dying. Uh, he gets to he gets killed with the blood of one of the uh, alphas. Uh, that you know, I think that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. It's been a alphas. minute, but yeah. uh, it's like blue blood. It gets on him, and essentially, he wakes up in the exact spot he did before, and it starts this time loop. So essentially, he has to go to battle over and over again and figure out how to stop this uh, alien invasion. Uh, him and Emily Blunt actually work really, really well together. This is one of my favorite Emily Blunt characters. She's, like, so badass. Uh, she pretty much can destroy these uh, aliens like like that. Uh, she's the Angel of Verdun. That's her uh, nickname on the battlefield. And I don't know. It's just really cool seeing Tom Cruise. It uh, really poked fun out of himself. Like, he really is this character who's just so out of his league. He has, has never had any uh, experience on the battlefield. And so, like, his experience is just dying constantly. Uh, while he's getting trained over and over by her. Um, I don't know. And I think it's just a really, really fun action movie that never gives up. Uh, it, you know, it's not slow at any point in time. You don't really know what's going to happen. So I had to pick that one. Kelly, have you seen it before?
2: I did. Yeah, I saw that one when it came out. Um, and I always forget about it. It was it was a really good movie. And yeah, you said it's it's underrated. And I think the title didn't really really help it just sounds kind of like a basic run of the mill action movie oh Tom Cruise is doing something yeah. great um, no but it was it was it was really fantastic and you kind of I forget how long he was in that loop um, but they did a really good job of showing that he'd been there for a super long time and his general growth as a character and also could you just imagine dying every single day such right. a bummer <laughs> It's such a donor
1: cuz you just know it's coming like you, there, you know it's going to happen at the end of the day and you can't really do anything to stop it like that's just uh it sucks
2: right like you wake up from having the shit kicked out of you and dying like you wake up, you're like well fuck got to do it again
0: <laughs> you can't even run away from it like he like actually tries to do that several times and he just like, gets brought back onto the field like just kicking and screaming and i, I just love that like he he really just hates being there and so like you really see him like learn that he, okay, if he wants to get out of this, he has to like do whatever. And so I, I love the, the training montage kind of feel of him like learning and, and from her and getting better and better in those mech suits, which I think are some of my favorite kind of mech suits in a movie. Uh, Kyle, did you like it?
1: Oh, yeah. I, this was the other one of the three, like, time loop movies. It, it's so good. I agree about the name. I don't know why I didn't go with Live That Repeat, because that's such a cool name. I think that was even the name on the DVDs when it came out. Yeah. Um, but it's just... I agree about Tom Cruise. Like, I... He's he's a nutcase, but when he wants to like be a good actor, he's great. He's great in the Mission Impossible movies, but this is such a cool like self parody almost. Like he is the anti Tom Cruise in this movie because he's so afraid of battle. He has no clue what he's doing. My favorite, like, I guess, favorite death or whatever is when he's training early in the movie and he like tries to roll out a formation and just gets like pancaked by a truck. And he wakes up. And he's like, "Come on!" Like it's just so funny. Uh, you've also got just. The late great Bill Paxton in like a really cool, like just super funny gun, you know, gung-ho like uh army role, and he's also super funny. Um, and then Emily Blunt, I think this is the first time I saw her in anything like genre related. This was before a quiet place. So this is the first time she was like, and she's a badass in this movie. Like she is fantastic. Um I, I even love their dynamic, they're great together. And, yeah, I, I agree. It really went under the radar when it came out. And I feel like it's kind of found a following since then. But I would love to see, like, a sequel at some point. Because, it like, they opened it up enough to where you could see more out of it. But it, they, even the aliens were cool. They were designed really well. Um, and it didn't really get boring either. Like, the loop was kept interesting enough. Because he got to, like, different spots and in, in the battle. And, yeah, it's it's a super, like, rewatchable movie, too. So that's, that's a great pick. So thank you. Favorite Tom movie, y'all? Oof. favorite Tom Cruise movie? Um, probably. I really, really like Collateral because that's also like not his usual type of role. He's like a, just like a killer in that movie, and he's like very serious in that movie, and not in a weird Tom Cruise way, but like genuinely terrifying. Um, yeah, Collateral or Top Gun, just nostalgia. <laughs> Kelly. Okay.
2: Yeah, I was going to go with Top Gun. Um, it's just, it's a classic, and it's so good.
1: And they're making a sequel, and I'm actually not, like, I, I'm actually interested. I didn't think I'd be hyped for it, but I'm somewhat interested.
2: <laughs> I'm so excited. I might have screamed a little bit when I saw <laughs> the trailer.
0: The first one is my dad's favorite movie of all time. I've seen it so many times because <laughs> of that, so. It's a very dad movie. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um my my favorite Tom Cruise movie would either probably be this or um, Last Samurai, you know.
1: Mm, that's a good movie.
0: Yes. Problematic, yes, but I, I just loved it as a kid, so it was really fun. Um, so that's my third movie, and I guess that means I'm going to pick my very last one. And this is tough, because I didn't get Palm Springs like I wanted, so now I'm between two different movies. One's definitely a little bit more on the same vibe as Edge of Tomorrow and Tur- And the other one is pretty much a, another kind of time parody movie. I think we're going to go with that one just because it's so fun every time I watch it. I think I enjoy it a little bit more. Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, nice. It It's kind of like a love letter to time movies. You know, it, it pokes fun at them, it mentions them it has characters you know it has actors from uh, old uh, time travel movies that's Chris Glover as the uh the the de- uh, the bell the dumb waiter the i mean i'm sorry the bellhop mm-hmm. and uh, he's so fun you know getting his arm cut off the whole movie or you're you're waiting for it um i just love the different references they got going there's uh William Zabka is in it as the uh guy who makes the bet for um the Browns and Denver game um i love Craig Robinson in it his whole performance with like the blackout Eyed- song I I just love that (laughs) I love love how crass and and annoying Lou is you know like that whole you always have that friend in the friend group that's kind of like annoying and why are they around and and they always want to get everyone in trouble by doing things you don't ever want to do and like they really turn that on its head like with how it ends you know have y'all seen the movie right Mm. it's been a while but yeah like like okay the fact that he's the singer of Motley Crue at the end is just one of my favorite <laughs> ending iMovie ever because that that was it would be exactly what he do. He would create Google and he would be the lead singer of my- <laughs> like that's what we would all try to do.
1: I think all of us like want to be noble about it and be like I would go back and fix this or whatever. But at the end of the day, we would all just go back and and like make ourselves like you said the singer of motley crew or like some insane shit like that so that's kind of why this movie is so fun um the cast is all great uh forgot about this because i also haven't seen it in, in a while but uh pre-mcu sebastian stan is in there little baby bucky um,
3: oh, what?
1: yeah like the crazy kind of a stacked cast you've got him obviously you know john Cusack. you've got um Clark Duke's in there. Lizzie Kaplan is in there, which I, I love her. Um, Chevy Chase, like pretty great cast. and uh yeah, I remember really liking this the first time I saw it. It has been a minute, but um I'm glad we went with a comedy like kind of palm Springs, but like this one is a full-on like almost a parody and it, I, I like that because they again, this is this is really true to life if you were, gifted with a time machine, this is exactly what all of us would do. That we would just go back and like, ca- kind of cause chaos.
2: <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and you can't go wrong with Craig Robinson in just about right. anything.
1: Oh, he's so good. He's amazing.
0: Alright, that's my four movies. Kyle, what's
1: Alright, let's go to a quick break, and we'll be right back.
0: Do you like time travel? Do you like an epic romance? Do you like a show that will give you threads from the first episode and go back to it at the very end? Do you want a show that has complex, complicated characters? Do you want a show that will always blow your mind episode after episode? Then I deeply implore you to watch 12 Monkeys. Now streaming on Hulu, this is one show I put all of my love towards. I highly recommend it. 12 Monkeys.
1: All right, welcome back from break. We are—we um, just finished breaking down Damon's final pick with Hot Tub Time Machine. Um, so I guess we're going to jump to uh, my final pick. So I still have a lot of movies left. Uh, let's, <laughs> see. <sighs> let's see. Let's um, see. There's one movie that I am going to do my best to dance. I'm not picking this movie but I'm going to do my best to dance around it because calling it a time travel movie is a big spoiler and I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it. I'm just going to say Amy Adams and I'm going to say 2016. And if you've seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. And it's a great movie. I don't want to talk about it in case, you know, someone hasn't seen it because again, it's not, it's like a sci-fi movie and then like very quickly or not quickly, but later on in the movie, it very like, rapidly becomes a time travel movie and it's it took me by surprise so if you haven't seen it i don't want to ruin that for you but if you have great movie um i'm gonna go with one that i just think is just a really lovely like it's a time travel movie but it's really just like a rom-com and i'm a sucker for those and it's just very like a very warm movie i'm gonna go with about time um this movie came out in 2013 uh it's directed by i forget his name but he's done he does like Every rom com ever. He made like Love Actually and like Notting Hill and all of those. Um and that's why I didn't see it for a very long time. <laughs> uh not not really my bag. Uh I, I like rom coms, but I'm not a big fan of Love Actually or Notting Hill. And I just like it didn't seem like it was for for me, but I do love the cast. I finally got around to it like a year or two ago, and it's just so good. Um it stars uh Donald Gleason. Um, Rachel McAdams, who's just always fantastic. Um, Bill Nye plays his father. It's it's just really good. So basically, um, the main character he moves away from home um, and basically learns from his dad that the men and their family are able to time travel, uh, and they can only go back to a I can't I can't remember when, but they can only go back to a certain point, like a certain point back, um, and I think. It has to do with like when they have children. So when they have children, they can only go back to like when that child was born um, or anything after that. So his dad kind of tells him about it and he, you know, moves out. Of, that's like at the beginning of the movie. And then he moves out and meets Rachel McAdams. And their first date like goes horribly wrong. And so, of course, he goes back and like tries to do it again and, and get it right. Um, and then the rest of the movie is basically just a love story, but kind of with some time travel sprinkled in with him trying to like right some wrongs and fix some mistakes with his family. Um, It is, again, it's very like a just a really sweet movie. And then it just really catches you off guard because it's gets really heavy towards the end. But just the stuff with him and his dad is really, really great. And then we've been talking about this a lot with like Palm Springs and Edge of Tomorrow with the chemistry between Donald Gleason and Rachel McAdams, is amazing. Oh, they're so good. I just want to see them in more movies together because they're really natural together. Um, Yeah, and it's just a really fun original story uh, just about, like, not really about, like, the mechanics of time travel or, like, the philosophy of it, but more about, like, what you would do if you had this gift. You could go the hot tub time machine route, or you could go this route, which is really sweet, and he just, like, wants to fix things for his family. He wants to get things right with Rachel McAdams. And it's just, it's fun. It's a really fun movie. It's just kind of one of those movies that makes you think about life. And again, the entire cast is just fantastic. Kelly, have you seen it?
2: You know, I I haven't seen it, but I was actually looking up that one last night and it looked really cute. And yeah, like you said, with the cast, I love Rachel McAdams, Donald Gleeson, and Bill Nye. They're always good. And if it's the same guy who directed Love Actually do love that movie
3: so much there
2: um Fair. i know no that sounds uh it sounds good and that's probably another one i need to add to my list but no i haven't seen it when did it come out uh
1: 2013
0: okay gotcha um i also haven't seen it it was on pretty much every list i looked at that was about time travel movies so that's a pretty high praise right there that cast sounds super fun it seems like time travel works really well as far as, like, romance and comedy. Like, that. just that blend of rom-com. Time travel lets you have this kind of almost frozen-in-time aspect with the couple or the relationship. Um, and it's always asking for laughs. You know, time travel just, it it's just ripe with comedy. So, I love that. Um, what's your favorite part, like, thing about the movie? Is it the relationship or, like, the aspect of the time travel?
1: Um so yeah it really doesn't spend a whole lot of time on like the logistics of the time travel he basically just goes into a room by himself goes into like where kelly is right now like just goes into a closet (laughs) and goes back to time (laughs) um so i love that they don't really spend a lot of time on that it's more about like the relationships again he and rachel McAdams are great and then the relationship with him and bill knight are is fantastic it is like any time a father son relationship is in a movie it always sits close to home for me but it it just it's done really well and the i just i can't talk too much about it cuz there's i don't want to spoil anything but it's it's just done really really well
0: gotcha all right love it then that leads us to the last pick of the draft kelly you started this. how are you going to finish
2: i have like three movies on my list and there's one i'm really surprised that neither of you picked it and the other one you know, it, it kind of follows the same vein as a few other movies and it has a time jump, but <sighs> I, I can't choose, but I watched it last night, so I'm going to go I can't believe I'm not picking Bill and Ted's an Excellent Adventure, but I'm going to go with 13 going on 30. <laughs> it's the same, wow. It's the same vein as Big and Peggy Sue Got Married, which was filmed at my high school. Um, but, you know, it's it's so fun. And it's just, it, it, that's all it is. It's fun, and it's goofy, and it's easy. And I had such a nice time watching it last night. Um, and like everybody else I know and grew up with, I am turning 30 in a few weeks. And so everybody I know is saying 30, flirty, and thriving. And I had to watch it. But it's it's so fun. She's just this horribly, painfully awkward 13-year-old girl with her goofy best friend and she wants to be popular and she's mean to her best friend and tries to make friends with popular girls and wakes up 30 um, with everything she ever wanted. She's an editor of a magazine and she dated the hot guy in high school and, and lives in some fancy apartment in New York. And it turns out she kind of (laughs) sucks and no, and it's so fun. And she finds her, you know, her best friend who is, grown-up gorgeous Mark Ruffalo and she starts to fix everything and it's just it's just goofy and they have such a nice chemistry um the romance aspect is obviously kind of the biggie but it's just fun I felt so nice and you know it brings me back I'm still friends with the uh the girls I was best friends with when I was 13 we talk all the time and so I was getting in my feelings and texting my best friend like I miss you I haven't (laughs) seen you in so long but uh, no, it's just any, what was it? There was something else really funny. Oh, the guy, uh, the guy who plays her boss is the actor who plays Gollum.
1: Yeah. Yes. So random.
2: <laughs> it's so random. I was looking, I was like, why does he look so familiar? <laughs> but no, it's just that, you know, the general idea of, you know, going into the future and having to fix all of the problems that everything you did in the past and learn about how to be a better person and, You know it's 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 not a hard concept they've done it a few times like with Peggy Sue and um, with Big which I actually haven't seen but no it's it's just a goof it's I love everything about it Um, the redemption theme and then at the end they end up together and they live in the house that he designed it looks like her like the playhouse it's very cute I assume you guys have seen you had to have seen this movie yeah oh yeah
1: oh yeah (laughs) Cal do you like it I do. I it this is another one it's been a really long time, but I I will say I just want to see Mark Ruffalo in more, as more like romantic leads because he has a real just like awkward charm to him and he's he's really great in this. Like he's just I love it. He's great. Um yeah, this is this is a fun movie. This was like one of my sister's favorite movies, so watched it a lot growing up um and it's yeah it's just delightful like I think the way you described it is perfect it's just a fun watch and it's very pleasant and it just kind of puts you in like a really good mood um and Jennifer Garner is always great so like anything with her is a is a buy but yeah it's it's super fun you don't really have to like you can kind of just turn your brain off and just kind of enjoy it um and I love I love the idea of like kind of like the body swap or whatever or like kind of waking up and being in this different place in life and big is great i think this is one of the better ones that handles it like i even love freaky friday you know both of them like the <laughs> lindsey lohan one and the original one <laughs> um but I-, I love that because you al- always get the same like montage of hijinks of this person like i'm gonna do all the adult things now and then figuring out like none of it's fun Adul- adult things not fun so yeah it's 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 fun i i do enjoy this one a lot and i i had also i forgot about andy circus but that is wild because this is 2004 this is like a year after return of the king and then he's in this random (laughs) rom-com
2: right no i uh i like that though uh with the i'm an adult now i can do the adult things and she like orders they're like oh do you want anything to drink she's like pina colada not a virgin (laughs) right this montage is for like drinking these like goofy little kid drinks and then the whole thriller thing the dead party and she's like someone needs to start dancing she gets the dj to play thriller and yeah and she gets everyone to start doing the thriller dance it's so fun
0: it's a very early 2000s kind of movie you can definitely tell the era it was in um and i love like i love the whole idea of the kid you know having to learn oh crap i can do it anything I want and just how sucky it is to be an adult that's always <laughs> a super fun lady um I always drive for Jennifer Gardner in movies and then Mark Ruffalo is is one of my favorites to be honest um I love just about every role he does uh this is a super fun one it's just light it, it's super fun and there's not a lot of stakes in it um and yeah I, it's been a long time since I've seen it though, so I can't remember too much about it but I remember really enjoying it um What's your favorite scene in the movie, Kelly? Oh,
2: that's so tough. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, no, there was, I was just thinking about a really relatable scene when everything's kind of crashing down around her and, you know, she's, and realizes she's in love with her friend. And, um, but her best friend is the mean girl from high school and she sucks and everything just sucks. And she freaks out and she goes home and hugs her parents and then crawls into bed next to her mom at night. And I was watching that and like, you know, I don't think that would have made a lot of sense to me uh, when this movie came out. I was in, I was in middle school when it came out now as an adult watching it. And like, yeah, that is so incredibly relatable. I want, you know, being an adult sucks. I want to go home and cuddle with my mom on the couch. That sounds so much nicer. I'm just going <laughs> to cry to my parents and <laughs> go hang out, go sit in the closet and wait for them to come home. Um yeah. But, no, I think just the whole montage of, uh, of her and Mark Ruffalo having fun and watching him watch her, mm. I think, is really sweet. Because, like you said, he's, he's so good in these romantic roles. He's awkward and goofy, which is, you know, right up my alley. Um, but it's sweet watching him watch her do all these things. And you can just see him fall in love with her. The acting is so good. Um, and I think that, that's kind of my favorite part. All right.
1: Oh, you haven't seen it's been it's been too it... long like probably just the i don't know when you were talking about the montage i i was just like i'll take your word for it because i'm sure it's great i don't remember anything from <laughs> this movie but yeah
2: <laughs> it's sweet i was watching for a lot of the little stuff because i mean i've seen the movie a few times um but there were a couple of cool things like when you know at her 13th birthday party when they um she put they have a bandana around her eyes and she wakes up 30 years old and the sleep mask is the same fabric. Oh um, that's cool. little stuff like that. And like their thing, they used to eat razzles. I don't I don't really it's some sort of candy. But it's cute, like the end they're eating razzles together. And yeah. It's just yeah. Now, they they did a lot of fun little things all throughout there. And then she has like a dance party with her 13-year-old neighbors as a 30-year-old. <laughs> Which is a little weird. Um, it's a little troubling. <laughs> a little, yeah, no, it's a little troubling, but it's cute. And, like They're all singing 80s music and having a dance party.
0: Yeah. I like it. Right. It's will... a lot
2: of fun. Good.
0: Uh, so that's the draft. Uh, Kelly, do you have any picks that you were, you wanted to just uh, throw out for the honorable mention?
2: Oh, my God, I do. I 100% do. Obviously, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's so good. I mean, that's classic. Um. It's fun, you know, it's another one using time travel to do your homework. And <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. But that one, um, Men in Black Three, which I always forget about. Yep. Um good definitely watched that at like two AM. And oh god, there were so many. I made such a list. Um, but there's some other ones, like the Lake House was another rom, you know, rom com. Not quite as good. Um, but I really liked it was a very different kind of time travel. I mean, it was a mailbox. It was a time traveling mailbox. <laughs> but uh, no, actually, just before we we got on and started watching, I had to watch one of my favorite pieces of time travel television, which was part of Treehouse Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Five, um, with the time traveling toaster. I yes. grew up watching the Simpsons every night with my family, and it was always that thing, you know. I gotta follow the advice my father gave me on my wedding day. You We'd go back in time don't change anything anything you do can have effects on everything and he goes and oh i wish i wish i hadn't killed that fish and it's another one i don't know why that comes up all the time but it's just it's so good and it's stupid because it's the simpsons and then he goes he's like i'm gonna do everything and he kills all the dinosaurs and it's just you can't go wrong
1: it's the simpsons
0: Simpsons are absurd i love it Yeah. Uh, want to mention a couple that you uh, didn't get to draft uh
1: yeah there was one I almost went with was uh frequency um really great Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid movie another kind of like father son movie is great uh primer which is I can't call it entertaining but it is probably the most scientific time travel movie I've ever seen in my life like they really it's such a low budget movie and they just oh they nailed it it's it's very well done it's just not it's a very boring movie um (laughs) Obviously, Groundhog Day, uh, Looper is a really cool movie. You know, Justin Gordon Levitt and Bruce Willis are great in that. Um, and then X Men: Days of Future Past is also super fun. Oh sure,
0: that's a good one. Um, I definitely wanted to mention Looper. I almost drafted Looper. I watched that Saturday, and I forgot how much I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's another one of those like you don't know exactly like you see the ch- the future being changed from what's happening in the past like automatically and like that's so so visceral with the dude's nose being gone oh His, yeah gone. i forgot about that um happy death day is is one i mm-hmm. wanted to mention I, I think that's a really fun and inventive way you know the girl is getting chased down by a serial killer and just she try, is trying to do everything differently each time that's a lot of fun uh source code I thought that was an interesting time loop movie, you know, being thrown into someone else's body to try to figure out how to stop this train from, from it was uh, exploding, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like eight minutes and it was, that. that is a really good movie. It's like my favorite episode of quantum leap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then a movie I grew up with as a kid, that was my groundhog day movie. I watched this every single Christmas, Christmas, (laughs)
1: oh a, yeah
0: a timer okay is with a, uh, I i think the kid uh from brink you know mm-hmm. the he who played brink and yeah he was just stuck on christmas he had christmas every single day and i, I love that movie so much so i had to give it a shout so yeah
1: but i think these boards are pretty good i mean i we we covered like the classics i think um I have more movies to watch, which is always a good thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Kelly, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thanks, guys. This was fun. Um I got to watch a lot of really cool movies and I'm gonna have to go watch Palm Springs immediately.
1: Yes. Immediately. <laughs>
2: immediately. <laughs> no, this was this was a hoot and I had a lot of fun thinking about these. Um I forgot about a couple of good TV shows, but Future Man.
1: Oh, that such was- a good show.
2: Yeah. Oh, God. I watched that last year, and it was wild. It was super weird. Yeah. Um, But I like what they did that there. And then, of course, that episode of Supernatural where they did the Groundhog Day.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That one's really well done. you got to mention right. Doc- Doctor Who. Doctor Who, is- Who, of course. Yeah. Sure. Classic. Yeah. Um, but if y'all thought we forgot any movies that you wanted us to draft or didn't even mention, uh, hit us up on any of our socials at planet.fantasy. Uh Kyle, you got anything else for the people?
1: No, we um not we, but Damon will see you guys next time. Uh we are we, y'all are doing a uh a Quidditch draft next week, right? Tell them about that.
0: Yes, we're drafting uh fictional characters for our fictional Quidditch teams.
1: Yeah. Uh, and as I, I am a sports uh idiot, I will not be in that draft, but <laughs> he'll be joined by who, like Katie uh Wahid, waheed and uh first
0: time guest michael
1: that's right so, so that's exciting but i guess yeah. we'll uh catch you guys next time bye everybody
0: thanks guys
1: bye guys